amazing. You know, you, you wish somebody gave you a million dollars, right? You wish that you could have treasures untold, right? And if you did, you promise you would open it? Oh, don't, don't, don't get quiet on me now. I asked y'all a question. Because the good news is that we have an envelope from Heaven's storehouse. It says urgent, and it says treasure is inside. Now, it's addressed to us. I'm sure it has something good inside of it. But we got to open it to see what it is. And not just open it, because sometimes they would open it, but throw it away. But we've got to deal with what it says. Y'all ready? Okay, let's see. Let's see what's in, in our envelope. It says, now I'm talking about treasures untold. It says, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything, did you all hear what I just said? The Bible says that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything, I'm talking about treasures untold. Anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am in the midst of them. Now, I know you all have heard that before. I know God sent that to your house many a times. It's printed in everybody's Bible. The question is, did y'all open it? Oh, I'm preaching now. God sent this to us, yes or no? He gave us this treasure, yes or no? And now we have got to use it. The Bible says that if two of us agree on earth concerning anything, it will be done by the Father. So what is agreement. How do we do that? How do we tap into this treasure? Now, the reason this relates to what we are talking about, because in Acts chapter 4, we find that the group of believers came together in agreement. The group of believers came together in one accord. That's what the Bible says in Acts chapter 4, and it begins in verse 23. And then in verse 32, although it starts another story, it says that they were of one heart and of one mind. This is agreement. Agreement is unity, being on one accord. In the Greek, the actual word is Symphoneo. It is the word we get symphony. Agreement is symphony. And so one, it means unity, but it does not mean uniformity. 
That means that that everybody ain't got to be the same. Everybody doesn't have to play the same instrument. Everybody doesn't have to sing the same words and notes. But have you all ever heard a symphony warm-up in, in the beginning of the concert when they just, when, I mean, when, when everybody's trying to tune their instruments and, you know, the cello's going, ah, and then the flute's like, you know, all kind of stuff. It sounds like a hot mess at the beginning. That it, it sounds like a mess because everybody's playing in their own tune to their own rhythm to their own whatever. There's no kind of, it is discord, not accord. But when they submit to the conductor, when they decide that at this time, we're going to play the same song at the same time and follow the same conductor, then something beautiful takes place. And the Bible says that when we come together in symphony, when we come together in agreement, when we come together in unity, anything, that should get somebody excited. That, that, that should get somebody excited. But now, see, the thing about it is you got to be of one heart and of one mind. And God says that something miraculous will take place. This is the power of praying together. This is why I don't expect to see three people a prayer meeting on Wednesday. Because we won more than a million dollars. Paul says we have access to unsearchable riches. And so we need to tap into that. Amen? The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 30, it shares with us a principle. It shares with us a principle. Now, I'm going to be honest, in this verse, God is telling Israel off. He's a little upset with them. But he is talking about a principle. It says, how could one chase a thousand and two put 10,000 to flight unless their rock had sold them and the Lord had surrendered them? He is letting Israel know you all have seen such victory that one could chase a thousand. Now, that's the power of prayer, that, that I could get on my knees all by myself. And when I begin to call on the power and the name of Jesus Christ, demons tremble. Thousand, peace out. That's power just in prayer all by itself. But what happens when you add a second person to the equation? And it is an equation. How many know that my God does not deal in addition? I want you to know that my God deals in multiplication. Uh, he doesn't do addition. He does multiplication. Everywhere you look, you see multiplication. If you get an apple, 
is full of seeds. And by the time the, the apple has done, what happened? You don't have five apples. You have five apple trees that will make 5,000. Why? Because God deals in multiplication. And so whereas in the natural realm, it, it seems that if you have one who could chase 1,000, if you have two, you could chase 2,000, right? But what does the Bible say? 10,000. Your power becomes exponential. And so, yes, it's always nice to send the enemy away by the thousands. But if I can yoke up with another sister or brother in God, you know, sometimes, and, and, and I'm not coming against personal prayer, it's powerful. And it's not to come at the expense of corporate prayer, because that's powerful. It's like having uh, somebody described it as the wings of two planes, uh, the, the wings of the plane. I mean, you don't want to be flying without either one. You want both of them. You need personal prayer, and you need corporate prayer. Amen? But the Bible says that when we come together, though, our power becomes exponential. And then Jesus just tops it off. And he said, and, it, and then if two or three of y'all join together in my name, then guess what? I'm going to come. Now, if, if you could do, if you could do 1,000 and y'all two could do 10,000, how many of y'all think Jesus could do? When Jesus starts walking in the direction of demons, they say, Lord, Lord, don't torment us, Lord, Lord. They, they start acting up because of the power of Jesus Christ. See, I, what I don't want to happen is us to, to have all this kind of treasure and all this kind of power and all this kind of anointing and be throwing it away, letting it sit up in our glove compartment all week long, sitting in the nightstand, not, 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 not getting on our knees, trying to be cute because we want to put on a short dress or something. No! There's power and treasure, and we need to claim it today. Amen? And so how do you get into agreement? The first thing you must do is be in agreement with the word and will of God. Did, did you all hear what I said? Turn in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 5, and we'll read verses 14 and 15. I like to hear those pages turning. 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, it says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, we know we have the petitions that we have asked of him. And so the first thing we need to do is be in agreement with his will. See, I met a lot of bitter Christians who was like, I prayed to God, I asked him for such and such, and he ain't answered me. Now the thing about that is, 
that if God answered everyone in your prayers, imagine what kind of world I would have to live in. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying if God answered everyone a so-and-so prayer, and some of y'all thinking, of, oh, Lord, please. But the thing about it is that person would be in control of the universe and not God. See, I love my children, and I try to give them the very best, but sometimes when they want an M&M Sunday for breakfast, sometimes, you know, I, I know it's better for them and me that they just wait a little while or maybe not even have it. I mean, sometimes when, when I've seen the weather forecast and I know it's going to be 46 degrees outside, I know the short outfit is cute, but I've got better sense than that. So I'm not going to let you go out like that. But, and God now, and, and the Bible says, if you, being evil, can take care of your kids, how much more me? A lot of times, that, that's why the Bible says we have to pray according to his will. We pray in agreement with God's will. Number one, agreement with God's will. I read this in a book called Christ's Object Lessons. It says, as the will of man cooperates with the will of God, it becomes omnipotent. Did you all hear that? When you join your will with the omnipotent will of God, that covering, that power, that omnipotence covers you. That is something powerful. So one, you got to agree with God's will. But next you have to agree with those around you. The people you are coming into prayer with. And you got to agree not just on that particular prayer request, but in life in general. I want you all to hear me. Because, see, you can't be arguing with your husband all the time, having all kind of mess up in the house, and then y'all decide y'all going to come and agree that we need a new car, baby. Do you all hear what I'm saying? You cannot be arguing and carrying on, telling your child you fast and you this and you that, and then going to come and try to agree to God that she's going to get a scholarship for college. Oh, I can't hear nobody pray. I can't. Y'all done got quiet on me. We can't be in church arguing and gossiping and doing all kind of stuff and then try to come together. And you can't be talking bad about the pastor and going off and then try to come to the pastor, agree with me in, for healing for my body. It's not just that I agree I need a new car. It needs to go deeper than that. You have to be, the, the Bible says they were of one mind and one heart. Because see, sometimes your mouth says something. Be like, oh yeah, happy Sabbath. But in your mind and heart, you be like, mm. You don't say it out loud, but your heart and mind be doing different stuff. And that is not agreement. The Bible says that we have got to be in agreement. That is why 
Help me, Holy Ghost. The Bible tells us don't be unequally yoked. It says, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? And, and, and what kind of fellowship does light have with darkness? I was reading about Mark Twain. And Mark Twain loved Olivia Langford. But she was a devout Christian. And, you know, he wasn't. And so the parents said, you're not going to marry no heathen. And so Mark Twain was like, well, I'll get saved real quick. So he began, th this is historians telling this story. That he, before they got married, he was writing about how he was seeking for God and, and you know, all of this kind of stuff. But as soon as they got married, oh, I'm preaching now. They said all of those references about Christ and and, and Christian, all that stuff was gone. Once he got her. I know you all, I, I, y'all need to hear what I'm saying today. Because some of us are yoked up in some stuff. And this is what happened with Olivia. Because she joined herself to somebody who was not thinking about God even a little bit. And he writes that she became so depressed and despondent. She completely gave up on her faith. And she was a shell of the woman he used to know. And so he told her one day, go back to your faith. If that's what's going to do it for you, fine. You know, I start talking about, about your church and all that stuff. Go back to your faith if that's what's going to bring you back. But by then she responded to them, I have no faith left. She began as a devout Christian. But she joined herself. She came in agreement with her spiritual head. And God help us when the spiritual head ain't spiritual. Now, some of us, if they lost their spirituality, then you know you need to get be here and let's agree together and pray that God changes some stuff. But some of y'all ain't made the, the decision yet. Y'all ain't been down no aisle. And God is warning you now. Hello, somebody. You don't have to be yoked. That's why God said, God knows. He was sending you treasure. He knows. And so he says, don't get yoked up with darkness. Because there's an ugly side to agreement. There is an ugly side to agreement. You all remember the Tower of Babel is found in Genesis chapter 11. I'm talking about the ugly side of, of agreement. Because I'm, I'm talking about kingdom principles. These are, these are principles of the kingdom. And the thing about it is princi kingdom principles work, period. You know what I'm saying? Whether they work for saved and unsaved. You know what I'm saying? Um, gravity, what come up, come down. Not just for saved folk. Hello, somebody. That's just a law of the kingdom. God orchestrated it like that. Do you all hear what I'm saying? And so here we have this, 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 this law of agreement. We have the Tower of Babel. And they came together. 
verse 4, chapter 11, Genesis. And they said, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the earth. And the Lord came down. Hmm. They were agreeing, and then the Lord came. Okay. I won't. Okay. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which sons of men had built. And the Lord said, indeed, the people are what? And they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Did you guys hear that? That almost sounds a little like what we read before. And so these people came in agreement to do something bad. And God said, almost anything they do could, could take place. But what I like about the power of agreement is that God still came down. Now, when God came down, he mashed up all the mess. Did you all hear what I said? That's why some of us need to be afraid in prayer meeting. No, I'm, just, I'm, I'm telling the truth. You know, sometimes we pray, oh, Lord, we want you to fill this place. And sometimes he doesn't show up, and we better run up and down the aisle saying, thank you, Jesus. Because if he did show up, and we were still doing some of the mess that we find ourselves doing, And so the Bible says that God confused their speech so that they wouldn't hurt themselves. There is an ugly side to agreement. You know, sometimes, you ever been, you know, around the water cooler and somebody done got on your nerve and they just happen to get on the other person's nerve that sit across the cubicle from you and then y'all just be sitting here talking about that person and then other people come in and all kind of stuff. Uh, I praise God. I just got me a, either a holy church that don't nobody know what I'm talking about. Well, I'm going to just choose that one. I'm going to just choose that. Y'all just so holy that y'all don't know what I'm talking about. So I say it for the people in the overflow. Sometimes we get to talking. Sometimes we get to scheming. Sometimes we get to doing stuff. And we lend the power that God gave us for things that are not of God. And then God has to intervene. Now, you know, the Sabbath school lesson was about good thoughts. And that's serious. Because watch this. The Bible says that the enemy, he can transform himself into an angel of light. So if he could do something that mysterious or great or whatever, I'm sure he can impersonate your voice. I mean, humans can do that. I've seen some good impressionists. You know, they could do Bill Cosby. They could do Obama. You know, humans can impersonate human voices. So imagine now the enemy whispering in your ear, in your voice, using first person, saying something crazy. You about to walk in 
work and and and, and it's a, and and the enemy say and if she say something to me I'm gonna go off. Now watch this. Watch this. That wasn't that wasn't even your voice. What the enemy is hoping is that you will lend your power of agreement to what he said cuz she She's already in there. She have a memo with your name on. The boss already asked her to say something to you. She had to say something to you. The, and the enemy already knew. She, you know, they were like, did she get here yet? Did she get here yet? Because I need to take care of it. So she waiting for you. It ain't her fault you was late. And so now she comes and says something to you. And you lend your agreement to those negative and evil thoughts, and then something jump off. That's why the Bible says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So when them crazy thoughts come in your, in your mind, let me tell you, this will happen. We were looking for a school paper for Lauren. Her school picture, she needed them for a project at my house. And my husband declared and decreed that he put them in my study. And I'm like, if you had given them to me, then I would know, and I would have put them in the proper place. He's like, you lost them. You need to find them because it wasn't, it wasn't me. And so I looked everywhere it could be in my study. It was not there. And so I was going to look in his study. And in my head, I heard the words, if these papers are in his study, I'm going to go off. I heard the words, but I knew they weren't not my words. So I knew the papers were in the study. So I stopped a little bit. I said, now prepare yourself because these papers are going to be in this study. And so I walked in the study. I looked around. I found the papers. I said, look, honey, here they were. I put it in the girl bag. They went off to school. I didn't say nothing crazy. I didn't say I told nothing. And he texted me on the way to school. Thank you so much for handling that so well. <laughs> but the thing was, is that I was so clear that that was not my voice. Now, if God hadn't revealed that wasn't my voice, am I? And let me tell you, I could tell you the stories that happened before that. When it didn't even have to be my voice. It could be the kid's voice and I was ready to go off. But God has taught me so that I will not lend my agreement with craziness. Because we need to be in one accord up in my house. Y'all didn't hear me. We need to be in one accord and so I couldn't go there. And I know that there is an ugly side to agreement. But we want to be on the positive side.
I'm trying to figure out how much time I have left to finish this. So now let's look. In the word of God, especially in the book of Acts, every time we see a great mighty move of God, there was some kind of agreement going on. It's either explicitly stated or it is implicit. It means it's implied. In the upper room, they were all together on one accord. Spirit came in and, and, and they spoke in tongues. They had tongues of fire above their heads. They were all in, in one accord. The lame man that we talked about on last week. Now, it's not just enough to see what happened. But when we look at that story, we've got to look at when it happened. And the Bible says that Peter and John were coming when? At the time of prayer. Did you all catch that? That's just verse 1 of, of chapter 3. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. So they were coming to prayer meeting. The folk inside, you know, when they came up and mashed up the service because he jumping and carrying on, he came into a prayer meeting where the, and the people that Peter and John hung out with, they prayed on one accord. And so I've got to believe that some of the power that they had in that prayer meeting must have come on out and, and hit the lame man. And that's why they were going cuckoo for Christ because they realized the greatest expectation is answered to prayer. I think about Paul and Silas. Do you all realize when that took place? Yeah, it took place at midnight, but what was happening before then? They were at prayer meeting, and this girl started talking crazy, and he cast a demon out at prayer meeting. Go ahead and read it. Acts 16. Then they snatch him from prayer meeting and throw him into prison. Now, I got to believe that, that, I mean, every time anything happens to the church in Acts, they pray. They pray with the quickness. You look at me wrong, I'm on my knees. You know what I'm saying? And so I've got to believe that if they were pulled out of prayer meeting, they had to keep praying just a little bit. And even if they didn't, Paul and Silas had the power of agreement in that place. They began praying and praising, and then what happened? The earth shook again. Now we have Acts chapter 12, and this I like. This is when Peter was in prison. And the Bible says, I, I like that verse too. Acts chapter 12. Verse 5, it says, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. So already, you know, the music start playing because you know something about to happen. Uh, it looked like this, but dun, 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 something about to break off. Constant prayer was being offered. 
or praying in agreement. Now, let me tell you why I like this verse. The Bible says that they were praying and an angel appeared to Peter. He, he freed him. His, his chains came off. The gates opened. He led him out all the way down the street. Hallelujah. That's exciting right there. He goes to the house. He goes to the prayer meeting. He didn't go to his wife. He didn't go. He, he went to a prayer meeting, maybe because he, he had a praying wife. He's like, I'll meet everybody at prayer meeting. So they knock on the door, and Rhoda answers the door, sees him there, is so excited, she forgets to open the door, goes and tells everybody, our prayers have been answered. Peter is outside. And they're like, no, he ain't. It's right there in the Bible. That ver verse, um, verse 14, when she recognized Peter's voice because of her gladness, she did not open the gate, ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. But they said, you are beside yourself. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said, it's his angel. Let me tell you about the power of agreement. These were people with little faith. But when normal, average people with little faith came together with the power of agreement, great big things happened that blew their minds. I mean, because see, sometimes we'd be looking at Peter and John be like, oh, but they're super Christians. But the Bible tells us that folk with just a little bit of faith, folk who pray and ain't really expecting the answer. And when the answer comes, they still like, you crazy. The Bible says that when those people with just a little bit of sense to pray to God, came together, the earth was shaken, angels came down, they entered into the realm of the supernatural anointing and power, and even though they didn't have the sense to, to know what was going on, they still experienced it. Because see, sometimes we could be, you know, with my little faith, I mean, some of us can't send a thousand. We can only send one and a half. But I ain't mad at you. Praise God. Because some ain't praying. They ain't sending nobody nowhere. So at least you're on your knees. But when you mix your little faith with the little faith of others, and he said that when two or three gather in my name, that's what made the difference. Because see, while they was playing with it, but they were praying it, Jesus came down, and he's able to make it all right. And so, Imani, we don't have, you know, we don't have to have a whole lot of Imani, meaning faith, right now. God will grow. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. God will grow our faith. So even if we have a little faith, we can still do big things. When we come together with the power of agreement. Do you all hear what I said? That's why we want you here together praying 
because we expect to see great things. You don't have to be a super Christian. You don't have to be one of those people who can pray for hours and hours on end. Get here. Because there are some people in here who can pray for hours and hours on end. You link up with them, honey, they will drag you to the throne room of God. And the Bible said, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So get in his presence and find deliverance yourself. That's why we have got to be here on Wednesday together as a church. Because people are like, I could pray at home. Half the time they say that. They don't be praying at home. But even if you do pray at home, praise God, continue to pray at home. Because that's we can't fly with one wing. We can't fly if y'all only pray when we come to prayer meeting. Because we need that personal prayer. That is what aligns you into the will of God. That is what tunes your ear to be able to hear. Because the first thing, you've got to be in agreement. You have got to be in agreement with his will. And then you come with the corporate prayer and be in agreement with those around you. You all understand what I'm saying? Okay, I wish I had like a cute little story to end this thing, but I think I'm done. God is calling us to go forward on our knees, to be linked up together with each other and most of all with him. And when our will is joined with his, our will becomes omnipotent because it has the omnipotent covering of the most high God.